Good job, man. Yeah. Hey, man. I'm feeling like this man's shirt. You know? Right. What, 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 what do I mean? Look. I mean, I feel good. Okay, good. good. All right, all right. Yeah, nice, nice, man. Nice, man. Fresh. Vacay. Yes, sir. Vacay. You know what I'm yes, saying? Yes, sir. Almost done. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, this, this is about to be an exciting topic right here. We're discussing millennial blackness. And so, as always, at the top of the key, our mission is to cultivate a space where vulnerability, transparency, and humble curiosity serve as healthy roots for individual and collective progress. And how could I start? Without checking in on my brothers, how y'all feeling? Hey man, feeling good, man. Yeah. Hey, I, I said I feel as good as this man. Hey bro, <laughs> I feel great, bro. I'm about to bro. Bro. Vacation coming soon, bro. Vacation coming soon? Yes, sir. When hey. is the vacay coming? Uh two weeks. Mm. Excited. Mm. Going back to the AO for a little bit. Oh wow. Yes, sir. Mm. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Two weeks. Yeah. Mental health check in. How y'all feeling? Like, what's you know what was what was going on this past week? Where y'all at mentally, you know. Hey man, I'm paying you know, paying bills. Another day above ground is a good day. Yeah. Paying bills, paying dues. You know what I'm saying? Just paying my dues, playing foundation. The deals never end, man. No, that ain't it. Inflation's at what, fifteen percent now? Bro, how much? How, how much you get? How much you got for you, man? Your man, your man, Joe, man. It cost me. Bro, it cost, <laughs> it cost me eighty five dollars to fill my tank, bro. I just, yeah, I just went to the Chevron. Eighty five dollars, bro. Eighty five dollars on a on a three series. And you pay pre- premium? Of course. Go to uh, go to Sam's or Costco, bro. Probably. I only pay. I only pay fifty. No more than no more than forty five. Sometimes. That's, but that's eighty five dollars with three. Three cents off at Kroger, bro. Mm-hmm. Craziness, bro. It's all good, bro. All, all it did, bro, is give me motivation to get rid of this gas shit, bro. Like, real talk. I, I, gotta, get, I, gotta, I gotta get an electric car, bro. Real talk. Moving forward. That's it. Yeah, get, you Tesla, gotta, you gotta get an electric car. Just, yeah. Elon Musk highlights, bro. Yeah. I'm waiting on that Tesla roasted. Yeah, that's it, man. I need that. Absolutely. So, in, in, in doing a deep dive into the topic today, like, how you feel, bro? I mean, I. Like, how you feeling, man? You know what I'm saying? You, you know, you know, it's excited, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm in good energy, yeah, man. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Slow motion. I got a big game coming up. Ooh, where you going? Yeah. Going to Puerto Rico. Man. Yes, okay. sir. Okay. Nice. I like it. Some slight, some right. Like so? Yeah. Come on, man. Uh, see <laughs> <laughs> you see that right now, guys? Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. I'm out here. Let me see. That was smooth. That was smooth. That was smooth. Oh man! <laughs> yo, I know, yo, I know, I know the audience. I know the female audience. I'm about to ask that question, Mike. Get it for that was a day. That was. I said, I said, fuck, nah, it's cool. It's cool. I felt that. Yeah, you felt that. You felt that. Um, so on, on today's topic, millennial blackness. I think it's very important that number one, we we separate those two things and we bring them back together. First, you like identifying what is a millennial and what is that what does that mean when somebody says that? What are the parameters around that? And then taking a look into the condition of blackness and who we are, being black and being black men in America, right? So But um, but yo, before yeah. we do that, we gotta break the bread. Ah, uh, we do need to break the bread. As millennials, uh, man, yeah, we, uh, we do. We, we do. We about our we bread. He talking about bread. getting the Tesla Roadster yeah, or whatever. I was ready. <laughs> like <laughs> we gotta break that bread. Ready. Like let's go. Put a pause in there, bro. So like financial tip yeah. of the day. Uh, you know, last episode was covering uh, business credit. I left you guys off with the with the suppliers and the vendors, yeah. and explaining what the paydex and the scale is of uh, getting your credit approved. So then, basically, your next step after that would be. Um, 
Establish another three, two to three trade lines with your retail credit um, accounts. And basically, these credit accounts would be more so of like a revolving credit, like your your day to day credit cards. Like you got your whatever you spend on that, you got you can either pay it off within the 30 days or you can just pay it off. And, you know, your minimum payment style. Um, and also the same rules apply. You want to once you get these credit cards on these business lines. You want to opt in a, a, at least a 60 to 90 day, uh, two to three successful payments before um, moving on to the next step. So, uh, uh, first example is really based on your business. So like my business is ambassador real estate group. So like the first three cars I got was Home Depot. I got a loads and, um, I also got an Amazon business account. And, um, with those again, just pay the first two to three months. And then uh, next episode, we're going to cover about the fleet. So this is how we finesse with these inflations and gas prices when you get that gas car and with the cash back that you truly get from it. And that's it. Can I ask you a question on that, though? Real quick, brother. Just just give us some knowledge on this. So you know how personal credit, right? When Mm -hmm. they're talking about like, hey, you know, don't go over 30% utilization, right? Mm -hmm. So when it comes to business, how is that? Is it opposite? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, it's, It's not opposite, but I would say for business... When you're like really operating in like the business entity, I would say pay it off in full from month to month. Cause ideally when you, when the creditors really look at like your reporting, like your, how you making your payments, when they can see a history of you paying things off by the month, then they would be more lenient to give you more credit. You get what I'm saying? Versus on your personal credit, if you do the same thing, they might give you a, a max of, you know, 10 to 15, but for a business credit, if you paying those month to month and you knocking it all out and that utilization is really staying between really, I'll say under 6% for business, 30% for personal. But ideally for both, just keep it at least 6% minimum. And with the business, then they'll give you a maximum of like 50 to 60K. So. A minimum? Yeah, a minimum. I like that. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> I understand, bro. Thresholds. And then some, and then some creditors, like Amex, personally, once you get to like more of the the platinum range, they don't even have a limit. As long as again, you don't, as long as you pay off that that, that month. Off. <laughs> That's it. Gotta pay that tank off. You got three times. Yeah, pay, three times pay less with Amex, boy. They ain't paying. They ain't fucking with you all that. Go to Vegas if you want to. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. All right, so you know what I'm saying? That's yeah. folks out there running it up. Hey, man, First on. the bread, now the butter. Now the butter. Okay. Yeah. All right. Listen, bro. We're talking about health, so they're going to talk about butter. Yeah. All right. We're going to uh, talk about olive oil. Yeah, olive oil, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Bread and olive oil. Yeah, yeah, put yeah. it on the tray with the seasons. Oh, man. All right. So, look. Health tip of the day, right? We're going to talk about that beautiful skin of ours. Mm. All right? Mm. Mm. The best foods for healthy skin. Okay? Yeah. Fatty fish. Right? Well, give me give me an example of fatty fish. What do you think? Same. Boom. Easy, yeah. right? All right. So, fatty fish is a salmon. Are excellent foods for healthy skins. They're rich in sources of omega three fatty acids. Mm-hmm. I said acids. Acids. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> Which are important for maintaining <laughs> skin health. Omega three fatty acids are necessary to keep skin thick and moisturized. Mm-hmm. All right, you want to, you know what I'm saying? You want that, that glow every time, right? Get that soul. What, what do you think another? What do you think another healthy food is to to just like for your skin? Something. Some green. Ooh, what's what's the greenness of a mom? What's that's that's sour. That's hey, it. Hey, Number two, hey, avocados. Hey, All right, 
avocados are high in, in healthy fats. These fats benefit many functions in your body, including the health of your skin. Getting enough of these fats are essential to keep the skin flexible and again moisturized. Oh wow! What that? What that skin is stretched? You know what I'm saying? I want to wrinkle up. Yeah. All right. All right. We're gonna slide to number three. Mm-hmm. Sweet potatoes. Yeah. I love sweet potatoes. Facts. Facts. Beta carotene are found in sweet potatoes. One of the greatest amounts. When consumed, this antioxidant is incorporated into your skin and helps protect your skin cells from sun exposure. Mm-hmm. All right. This may help prevent sunburn, cell death, dry, and wrinkled skin. Yeah. All right. That's just three of the top foods that are great for your skin. All right. For my people out there eating the avocado, avocado toast, continue doing what you're doing. All right. For my people that's supplementing those sweet potato fries for the regular fries, I mean, it's kind of nasty, but you know, keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No judgment, no judgment. No judgment, no judgment, no judgment. No judgment. And I, don't I, like, I like regular fries. Bro, you know, you know what's crazy? I like regular fries. It's like baked sweet potato. Let me ask you a question, bro. Like, bro, just, just on some off topic shit, bro. Yeah. What kind of fish, bro? Give me, give me the top three fish that you eat right now. Salmon. Salmon. Cod. Uh, cod. 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 How? How do you eat the cod? Like, I eat on the stove or I bake it. Okay. 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 I like that. Okay, what's, what's the third one? Salmon, red snapper, bass. Bass. Okay. Meat. All right, I'm just, I'm, I'm just glad that, okay, we, we, we brand, so, because y'all niggas would have said salmon, tilapia, I love and whiting. I love, I love, I, I would, catfish, bro. bro. Come on, man. Catfish, catfish oh, is fire, man. man. All right, all right. Catfish, yeah, it's fire. Hey, that's not, no, no. that sea bass, crazy, bro. Listen, you guys have to try Branzino. Branzino, fire, I heard Crazy. Never had. My brother loved Branzino. Yes. Crazy. He's Branzino, yeah. fire. Yeah, crazy, but all right, man. What's that? So, yeah, what's so, like? Yeah. I feel like Brazilian bass is kind of. I mean, kind of simple. It's it's like a like so it's a thinner fish, but like it's it's like bro, it's so rich, bro. Like like for example, like sea bass is very thick. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of like like cod. Like I, it's, it's, too, much, it's, like it's too meaty. You know what I'm saying? Like, but like Brazilian bro, it's like it's it's bro, God, it's. It's a my my too. Yeah, my 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 is good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, have y'all had porgy, croaker? Kroger. I've had Kroger. Phony, but it's it's good. It's, it's good. I've had Kroger, yeah. bro. It's, it's pretty good. Porgy is it's, it's like it's like a smaller it's like a smaller fish, more of like tilapia size, but with bone in and a real fish. And uh, it's a little bony, but it's good. If you, if you want to try Brazino, bro, a decent spot, like decent, bro, but it's mm-hmm. gonna get you introduced. You know, just go to Atlanta Fish Market, bro. Like yeah. real simple, pan seared, mm-hmm. amazing. But all right, that's all I want to say about fish. <laughs> as long as y'all niggas that say white and tilapia, bro, I'm, I'm just glad we we, nah, we progressed. I don't like white. You take me back to the oh, south side. Yeah, yeah, that's, 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 that's what I'm saying. I'm saying catfish. I'm saying catfish. Like, that's the one thing. That's one fish I can't yeah. get up, give up. It's catfish, man. It's just yeah, we different. We discussing all this fine dining, so you know now it's not. It's time to get to the main course, right? The main course, you know, bread, olive oil, tapping in, not no butter. Uh, so going back to the concept and the topic of discussion, millennial blackness. Uh, what's interesting about this topic is that we're going to break this down. We're going to have some parameters in which to view it. And then we're going to get into a deep dive with the questions. So what is it defined as a millennial? The millennial generation was born from 1981 to 1996 and it is currently the largest generations 
uh, in U.S. history. It's bigger than the boomers. And this is according to Pew Research Center as well as Goldman Sachs Research. So definitely make sure you, we understand context when we speak about this millennial blackness. We're speaking from 1981 and 1996. So what year were you born? Oh, bro, 93. 93. 1993. 93 until infinity. 93. Let's 93. 93 until infinity. So yeah. everybody who just turned 40. You a millennial still. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Those time 30 millennials, man. Oh man. So so now we're gonna we're gonna go into the facts and then get to the questions. So uh, number one, black millennials represent the largest population in the race. We we represent 25%. So this is this is one fourth. Uh we definitely making strides, making progress. I know last time we talked about like the population demographics. So mm-hmm. 25%, that's a large part of the population. Then when we look at black education attainment by age group, today's millennials are outpacing older generations. All right. So, <laughs> yes, sir. yeah, we are. Yeah, we, we, yeah, we was listening to y'all. We were listening yeah, to y'all. Yeah, I, mean, I know y'all say y'all don't do nothing. Y'all don't yeah. do nothing. <laughs> nah. Hey. Get out of here. We, yeah. we went to school. You know we, what I'm saying? Everybody, you know, we going to school. Everybody's staying on track, doing different things like that. And now let's, let's get to the numbers. Let's get to some of the economics. Right. So. Uh, one that I really like is 55% of black millennials say they spend an hour or more on daily uh, social networking sites. All right. So 55% of black millennials say they spend an hour or more daily on social networking sites. Now, this is 11% higher than the total millennial population. But I think that's interesting, even when we start to discuss how we communicate just using online platforms and so forth. And then um, moving on to number number six over here, about 80 percent of black millennials with at least a bachelor's degree still have student loan debt compared to about half of white millennials, while about two thirds of white millennials own homes, less than one third of black millennials own homes. So that that provides a means of comparison. So now we're getting into the condition of what it means to not only be a millennial, but to be a black millennial and what that what that means economically and from an educational standpoint. And as we can see in comparison to our our parallel counterparts, we're, we're in a situation where many of us may have degrees and so and so forth. But we, we tend to have more student loan debt and we also tend not to um, own as many homes. Right. So that has a direct impact on us. So now with that being said, we're going to move into the first question. All right. The first question, which everybody being a 90s baby, this is uh, this is critical. What does it mean to be a black man in 2022? What does it mean to be a black man in 2022? I can only speak for myself as a first generation scholar. It's it's an ebb and flow, high and low, trough and valley, um, peaks and valley. Um, it's a, it's an experience. <laughs> I love all there is, there has to do with, uh, with me as a black man. And I have a lot of conflicts with things that have everything to do with me being a black man. <laughs> 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 Woo. Um, 
there are stereotypes I'm trying to not exercise, but there are stereotypes that I couldn't be more proud of. There are prejudices that I didn't ask for, and there are prejudices that may lead to me to actually want for you to look in my direction to begin with. Mm-hmm. It's such a polarizing space to walk in. You're thinking about, as a black man, you're thinking about your mortality every day. You're thinking about, again, the conflicts in which your very existence can bear down on your very shoulders and in your very life, while also trying to maintain and aspire for the hope and the faith in which those conflicts will no longer be once you become more of you. So as a as a mortal human being, spiritual human being navigating the space, finding one's purpose and passion, you just want those conflicts to lift because you didn't ask for it. But it was bestowed upon you because you are a black man and because you're black, period. You're a melanated person, period, um, in this country. That's that's what it means for me uh, to be a black man today. I don't know how y'all can get that, get, grab whatever answer that was from that. But that's yeah, how yeah, I feel yeah. whenever that question is being asked to me. Yeah. Well, you spoke for me, too, bro. For sure. Spoke for you? You, you feel that? I feel that, bro. You feel about that? Yeah, no, nah, I mean, I, I agree. He kind of, he kind of cover all aspects. Yeah, but I would piggyback yeah. on that as well. Speak on a little bit of the positive things that, in light of being a black man and being a millennial, in a sense, because we're in that, we're in the, the kind of the the age and years and the times of now where like anything is possible, right? Right. So as a black man. <clears throat> As just from even a woken mindset, like we're feared out here, you know what I'm saying? So our success is the most feared thing on this earth. You get what I'm saying? So I take that that fear that they have uh, of us and I just put that more into a positive light to be myself. Because the more I am myself and the more I strive to accomplish all the things that I need to accomplish for myself, my family, friends, and just the world to just be a better place in general. I just opened the doors for, you know, the passion, the, the, the young generation is coming up, you know, before me. So we can just take that positive light of being a black man in America from that standpoint. Yeah. And I also think sometimes being black, it's interesting because sometimes I almost feel as if I'm fighting for the right to just be here. And I constantly feel and think sometimes that not that I have to prove myself to anybody, but I have to prove myself to me that I can figure out these, you know, these these obstacles that I look at as opportunities for me to become whatever it is that I'm trying to become. And sometimes it's trying to navigate without a blueprint, without a map, without the tools, without the resources and still make it happen and look and say, no, I did that. So, so, so sometimes as a black man, for me, I think it's, it's almost like you're just fighting for the right to just exist. Mm -hmm. And, and, and once you get past that is I'm fighting for the right to be successful in my own existence. Mm -hmm. And then when you get to that, it's, it's all, it's looking at it from a standpoint of what exactly is success for we as black men. Because sometimes we automatically are attaching ourselves to, you know, what we can produce 
right? In a sense of like that, what, what I'm able to produce is a reflection of my manhood or, or is it? And then if I'm not in a certain income bracket or don't have a certain educational opportunity, am I looked down upon or should I even concern myself with how I'm being perceived if I'm just doing my thing and I'm able to take care of myself? Or, you know, when, but when the larger audience looks at you and they, they view you in a certain way because you haven't accomplished these things or because your decisions led you here, it's just a true manifestation of just the choices. So I think I think for me, being a black man is, you know, all about those decisions that you make. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, damn, Elijah, you just want to take my shit and just roll with it. <laughs> like, I mean, so like to piggyback on both what you and Jalen said, I agree with you guys like 100 yeah. percent. Like. You know, like you're, like you said, like you're fighting just to like. Not, it is not. It's not like to be accepted, but it's just to to like be normal. Like, yeah. you know, I, I have to put on a bigger fight for everybody. You know, like I'm getting hate from here. I'm getting hate from here. I'm even getting hate from my own people. You know, so like for me, being black, a black man today, um, I think the word underappreciated. Mm. I'm not gonna say it's too harsh. But in, in in our society nowadays, like you said, like if we're not in that certain tax bracket, you know, we're looked we're looked down upon, right? If we're not, you know, successful at twenty five, you know, like I mean, think about dating world, right? Like in, in this in this age of, of being a millennial, the social media era where success is just painted quick, easy, fast, and if you're not successful by twenty five, then you're just not nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like it's crazy, you know? Yeah. Um, we don't, we haven't learned how to normalize being in process. Yeah. Oh, that was, that, that's another one that we go. I like that. Like, me and you talked about this weeks ago. We was in super pre-production and we had a, not a disagreement, but we had an understanding leading to the same point about being black how much weight do we put on the man or how much weight do we put on ourselves as being accountable to our own success and to our own demise. And I kept telling you how, how crippling slavery was. Right. And you was like, man, we got to stop talking about slavery. And I was like, but that was the start of our dehuman- dehumanization. That was the start of our dehumanization. That was the start of us officially being told based on our involuntary migration that you have to work to exist here. Your labor is your existence. You are a prop. If not, if you do not act in the way in which you're told, right. you will die. Right. You will face persecution that is beyond just me just snatching your ass and bringing you here. You, your end, your legacy, your family, your livelihood is over. Mm-hmm. And seeing that decade after decade, mm-hmm. centuries after centuries lead us to this point as black millennials. Mm-hmm. Still having this lingering, hovering cloud of why does it feel I have to fight to be a human mm-hmm. in the country in which I built? Oh, say that again. In the country, what? what? In which I built. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think, and I think it's important to to really contextualize that because for in, in my position. It's always something that should be regarded and be acknowledged and be respected as something that has happened as a hallmark in our history. And it's something that we constantly are learning from. And it's important because it helps tell the story. 
right? It helps. It helps get us to where we are now. We can evaluate. We can say, okay, this happened. So now this helped put us in the position that we're in now. But I also think it's important for us to get to a place where we we have a level of awareness where we recognize that this happened, and now we have to do something about it. So that, so like that, that's right. con- that's and that, like that's, 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 that's what we are. That's what we are. Because we're that's, trying to yeah, regain like, and reclaim the humanity of our nation. Because because yeah. we are black men, we have the pressure of being the leader, the one who right. has to who has to produce right. and create an atmosphere which, not only for them to look to us to do, but mm-hmm. hell, we want that for our children. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, it's going to break my heart having to feel that my seven year old son, eight year old son, feels like. At whatever point in his life mm-hmm. that his existence is contingent upon things that's out of his control, mm-hmm. the same way in which I felt it, that form of spiritual having to undergo that form of spiritual death yeah, in that yeah, moment yeah. of your son coming up into a world where he's going to figure out and find the nightmare that you found out. And, and <laughs> like, no, no, like, I, like that. That's why we have to put the work in to yeah. really chase down this elusive cat of a villain. That has right. ripped us of the opportunity to feel human, and which which gets to, in part, like okay, we we acknowledge that there is a, and, and and again, this is this goes back to our discussion because we know that there is a system of rules, processes, procedures that have positioned us in a certain condition. We recognize that the ghettos were created. We recognize that when laws and policies are put into place, if we don't have specific individuals or groups or coalitions acting on our behalf, that it's going to be to our detriment and everybody else will be talked about and taken care of and we will not be acknowledged within that existence. And so now that we recognize that, we need to get to a place of where we as black men collectively adopt more of a ruling class mentality. Because what has happened is that we have been so comfortable in I, it is what it is. Oof. Like, like we, we, we can hate that. We, we, uh, many of us have learned to accept yeah. being beat down. Exactly. And see, that's the, that's one of the yeah. issues I, I, I have. Like with, with the, with the slavery. Like yeah. we've, we've accepted. Well, I can take it because I took it back then. Yeah. And then, you know, and so it's, it's, it's this odd thing of just like, you know, we, we, we want to fight. And then many of us are choosing not to fight, even when we look at black men and suicide and just many of us are choosing not to persevere because it's like this existence. I don't want to I don't want to keep living in this. You know, I don't want I don't want to be a part of this. I don't have to constantly feel like I got to prove myself or I have to do all these things just to just to matter. And it's, it's like for us as black men, we are at a place where. We have to adopt a ruling class mentality where we're looking to dominate the environment. Mm. And the problem that I have with like you dating it back to slavery, we still haven't we still have a roadmap. We have no blueprint. We have no we just but we know we see we see Robert Smith. You know, we we see the billionaires that are around. We see certain, you know, sir, okay, we have Jay-Z. We got a couple of celebrities that have achieved a certain amount of fame and notoriety. And then you still see that even when they get to these rooms, they're capped. So it's like, okay, what does it mean for us? How can we use that and pivot and go into the military strategy to figure out how we can take over? And that's where I met with us, because I'm just like, this is getting ridiculous. We've been talking about this for six, I can, you know, four, four hundred years ago, five hundred years ago, and that's cool. I get it, 
But we got to get to a place to where we start planning how to move, man. We need to plan how to move. Awesome. Just a little bit. Just what's the the the, that we were just talking about the other night? I was saying about the guy. Who's the guy? Who's the guy? That's to me personally, yeah. that's yeah. my best Bro. solution. Money. Yeah. It's always money. No, it's always, it's always, no, money. It's, it's always it's always money. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can I say okay, real quick, real quick. I had the I had the pleasure and opportunity of meeting Dr. Clyde Anderson, the late Dick Gregory, when I was in Washington, DC, first year of law school. Um, very, very thankful for that. Um I love you, bro. I love them brothers. Mm-hmm. I have I, I I have the books by Dr. Claude Anderson. And I'm gonna be honest with you. Okay. I have I have the material, I read the literature, read it multiple times. I actually created a a, a, a business plan called Greenleaf Marketplace based on his hydroponics farm concept mm-hmm. with Dr. Claude Anderson. And I remember being so excited, so elated to be in the presence of these black elites, these black bricks. And I was looking to be guided. I was with, I was going into law school with like with this sole like mission in mind to build a like on this whole like no this is the ball about yeah like this is the ball about the drag and and I remember coming to him after reading all his materials after watching all his lectures on YouTube and and I, I went to him and I went to Dick Gregory for guidance and you know what they told me. And I'm just being honest. Be honest, bro. It's honest. You know, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know what he told me. I, cause I, I remember seeing him backstage because it's, it's so present in my mind. And I was like, man, I read the books. I was like, I'm, I'm like, I'm ready. You know, like, you know, tell me how I can best help you. Just keep reading. No, no further instruction when you have ready soldiers, right? In that sense, right? I'm coming in young. And this is how some of our youth are. And then, then we get mad when they end up in the game because they're getting certain guidance from certain people. You have somebody that's educated that's coming to you and they're saying, okay, just give me the guidance. Okay, just show me how you did this. I just, just keep going. Just, just keep reading. Bro. And that, I ain't going to lie. That, 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 what does that mean? That's what, it, me, it messed with me. Like, you got to imagine like that, that mess with me. Remember, you know we, talk, remember like, we talked about the lack of mentorship in our black community? Is that is that where you kind of yeah like, 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 like you're coming to you I'm coming to you with a direct question like give me a direct answer and you're just like just keep reading oh bro keep keep you know keep just doing, keep, doing keep, what you're doing, keep what you're doing. doing. no like, nigga I'm not asking that shit bro yes I'm asking how did you do it what mistakes did you make how can how what if, what lessons did you learn so I don't have to make the same fucking lesson so we don't have to keep repeating the fucking cycle how can I. Start off where you left off, right? Yes, and okay. that's and that's that's an odd thing. I mean, I remember last thing, last thing I'm say before we go go on. I remember talking to some of the the black partners at some at some of the top law firms, right? And I remember I asked this one question, right? Because we call them white shoe law firms, you know, and, and you the, the you can hear you know from the psychology sociology the white shoe. This, this is the top grade, right? The ivory tower, the ivory tower, right? And 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 there and there and there are black professionals that have went on and done amazing things for our people, and, and very very appreciative of that, of that. But when but when when I asked this specific partner, and then I asked another one, I said, you know, where's our where's our scat? You know, where where's our where's our ivory tower where we can go? And, and make and make three hundred thousand, two hundred thousand coming out of law school because we have these black partners that are all working at these top white shoe law firms and making you know X Y Z million dollars. And you know what he said? I mean, we ain't gonna say no name, but you know what he said? 
It's just more comfortable doing it like this. And that, 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 that to me, like, it was like, I looked at him, I was like, I, come on. No, bro. No, like, I looked at him. That's what I was telling you. I looked at him and I was like, I didn't know what to say. What do you say? What do you say when somebody's like, this is this? He was like, it's just, well, you know, that's, it's a lot trying to do that. You know, this is this, you know, it's, it's a lot of us. We're spread out. You know, I mean, there are, but it's like, where's the conglomerate? Because they, they have this. But, 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 but you don't have that. But you know what's so crazy, Eliza? And I know, I know this is going to go back to your argument with Jalen, but that all comes back from that slavery mm-hmm. mentality where we, we get conditioned. I agree. You, you see where I'm going with this, Jalen? Go, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I want you to take it over real quick. No, I, 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 I want you to take it over. I want you to take it over. Because like, that's like, that's, no, that's, that's, in that's where. Based on his two anecdotes. Yeah. I'm still like this because I was telling I've been telling Marlo and I was telling yeah, you when yeah. I'm in school. Right. I, I just told you this. Yes, sir. How I'm seeing beautiful, beautiful black folks, brilliant, the best of the best in these places. There, I'm in I'm in higher ed. You're in law, I'm in higher ed. So I'm seeing from two different places, two places where black folks knew in order to change the game in this world based on our historical past. You either have to you have to go to school and you have to do it by way of law or in education itself. You have to get into the schools to try to breed with all the other black folks coming behind you of the doctrine needed to create mobilization and create the progress in which we all want. So I'm coming in higher ed expecting, you know, I'm still there, so I can't. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) what I'm learning is that. Black folks are hesitant to bet on themselves because they have a lot to lose. They say they have a lot to do, lose. I'm married. I got kids. I don't want to be. I don't want to have to move out of Atlanta. I don't want to feel like I have to do this or do that. It's costly. Uh, it's just, just the shit. Just all the things you can say. That's like yes. That I, I ain't gonna hold you. Yes, those are things. I, if I was in your position, yes. Excuse. But too comfortable. As someone who, as someone who is, yes, in my future I'm going to be married. But as someone speaking globally about me not having kids, I don't have that handicap. I'm sorry, I don't have that burden. But even then, if you want to talk about that, all the greats in our past had kids. All the greats in our past had wives and husbands, <laughs> and they still went out there on that. And they still went out there and spoke the truth. And participated in protests mm. and did community service drives. Mm. And they cared about more than just themselves. That's it. That's it. Enough to be open enough to really give direct mentorship. Direct mentorship. <laughs> There's bro. a sense of selfishness embedded in that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> because it. Pete, there's a sense of selfishness embedded in that kind of mentorship that you were seeking. And you were stunted, the mentorship I'm seeking, we're all actively seeking this kind of mentorship still to this day, regardless of the people who didn't hold up the bar, hold up the par, we're still looking for mentorship. Still looking for mentorship. But commercial real estate. What I'm saying is it's a sense of selfishness to give that kind of tone and response to the young ones who have the energy, like you said, to pick up where y'all left off. Yeah. It's selfish. It's selfish. If you really care about people other than yourself, you will then be selfless and care less about how much information you give. All right. And then, but if you, but you, but if, but if I do that, 
there's a chance that you will surpass me. That's crazy. Ooh, and I will no longer wee. be written in the history books oh, as someone being relevant. As someone being relevant. Why is that As issue? someone being relevant because, damn, if I gave Elijah, if I gave Elijah the keys to That's, the Porsche, he's going to, he's going to find a way to refurbish the Porsche and sell it for 10 times, 20 times as much. What's wrong? That's that means, that means, happen. that means who's the original owner of the Porsche? Was it him or I? It's a question. That's the ego. Yeah, that's the ego. Kill it. You gotta kill it. You gotta kill it. Don't and, that's, that's how you progress. And it's a false. It. <laughs> there's a selfishness piece, and there's a false sense of fear they want to project onto you to say, "Oh, I don't want you to risk have to go out here and risk your life." But the very people you said you walked with, you marched with, risk theirs. And I guess yes, it was a horrific moment. It was a horrific moment. It stunted black people a lot. Losing Malcolm, losing Martin, losing Mega Evers, losing, I mean, it goes on and on and on. You know? And their wives having to carry on and and try to maintain their legacies in their honor. So you're leaving it, you know what I'm saying, to the mothers and bearers and leaders of your legacy to carry on that much more weight on top of them carrying your seeds. And, And you're leaving these the men are being killed and slaughtered, leaving these families behind. I see how you witnessed all of that, and you don't want that for us. But if we're coming to you as willing participants, <laughs> willing, willing, willing. if we're coming to you as willing participants, take advantage of the willing participants, yeah. and we'll get the so-called scrubs or the kids that you have forgot about. We'll get them too. That's it. I'm a soldier. Give me my marching orders. You get what I'm saying? The kids that 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 was trying to seek direct mentorship and join the gangs that you felt was lost, mm-hmm. and because they may have been in and out of juvie or they got a record, you feel like they hopeless and they ain't got no chance, no future. As a willing participant, participant, fuck that. Bring them to me too. Period. Mm-hmm. All of them. You know what I'm saying? Matter of fact, all we all we really want, all we really want. You're right. Whatever money you can spare, <laughs> whatever money you can spare, whatever books you can give, because you're no longer needing that extra money and books and knowledge, just bestow it onto us and we'll be sure to do what we need to do next. And that's the dynamic part of us being millennials that I love the most about our generation. Mm. We're willing to challenge this. Mm. When I stand on the job for 25, 30 years talking about I'm good on my pension and oh, 401k. That shit is. Bro, we're not even going to see Social Security. No. <laughs> like, no, right. I'm, not, I'm not resting on my Medicare yeah. laurels. Yeah. And into and, and, and that, that, that can be problematic yeah. to a lot of old, older generations because it's like, okay, y'all taking risk here. Yes, but it's, it's about damn time. Because, again, for us to only be 14% of the population but contribute to 90% of how this world moves, yeah. if you want to get in the colonization imperialism standpoint, Black people run this shit. How much is the black dollar worth? Black people run this shit. So it was 1.2 trillion our buying power. Buying power, 1.2 trillion dollars we have. And we only make up how much? 14% of Come the money. Because technically speaking, we really put our, our black dollars in the right hands of black people. Everybody, every black person can be a millionaire. Into his consulting firm, into his real estate, into his real estate and merch, into my consulting and educational experience and writing experience. That's just amongst four black men. I'm sorry, this is our platform. We're going to sell it. But that, I'm not also. I'm also saying that in the sense of us not being selfish in the sense to know that everybody can eat and everybody deserves an opportunity to be invested in. So don't be careless. 
You can still fulfill your purpose by leaning onto others who can do it when you cannot. People don't look at it that way. People feel as if I'm fulfilling my purpose if I'm the one always leading in the front. If I have the gold bars and shit like that and I get the Grammys and all that, I'm the one leading it. Nah, if you contribute to that same fire-ass song, you earn that Grammy as much as a performer. Period. Indeed. So put that in perspective and channel that energy and I guarantee you this millennial generation will then help the Gen Z generation that you feel are too gone because they lost in technology. Fuck that. We'll get them because they're our brothers, our sisters, our cousins. We got them too. Yeah. Because they're looking at us. They're looking at us and they're leaning on us. A lot. And they respect us a lot. They ain't coming to my millennials. Y'all pass. Y'all washed up. Nah, we TikTok dancing with them niggas too. <laughs> <laughs> so we all in this together. Yeah. Especially help us home. help us do this because I feel like we, we, we're we leading a black yeah. renaissance, man. I feel like black we can do it, man. Right here, right now. Yeah. I'm I mean, sorry for going on that tangent. No, 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 that no, just, we, no we needed that. And, needed that. And, and, and to build off that, that I, I want y'all to, to jump in on when we discuss the power of secession I think one of the greatest references is Dragon Ball Z, right? So I, I'm, I'm, I used to be into anime. Dragon Ball Z was literally one of my favorite series, and they had the Cell Saga, right? And in the Cell Saga, they, That's, had, they had they had something called the Hyperbolic Time Chamber, right? Okay. And in the Hyperbolic Time Chamber, one day in the Hyperbolic Time Chamber translated to one year in the outside world. Now, the power of succession, Goku and Gohan, father and son, enter into the Hyperbolic Time Chamber. Right. The father, he recognizes a certain power that is inside of his son. He recognizes that his son can be better than him. He does not. He does not impede upon that. He does not envy that. In fact, he has so much faith in his son that he concedes and he says, it's your turn now. And he had to be like 12 or 13 years old at that time. And then they get out of the hyperbolic time chamber. They go down to fight cell. They start the fight. Goku warms him up, giving his son the opportunity to learn from his mistakes. Peep game. Goku fought Cell so Gohan could learn from his mistakes. This is how he fight. This is how your enemy goes. Woo woo, do this, do this, do this, do this. And then Goku said, I know I can't win, but my son can. That is what we need in our community. Why is that not prevalent in our community? Bro, this is the only podcast that a nigga can use Dragon Ball Z <laughs> as a great fucking reference. That was great. That was great. That was good. I was like, yo, 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 bro. Yeah, man. I was like, yo, you landed that. So are you are you talking about like in the sense of what what that like are we just like just like just us being black men and just like going back to the mentoring and us building like looking back at generations and secession and recognizing that you can take this further than me. Right. You know how what are what are what are ways that you think that we can better implement that you know within a community? I mean, I'm I'm going back to mentorship. Yeah. I like, I mean, it's an important thing. Like, and and I feel like people think like you have to have it all figured out to mentor somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like you like you have to just be this super successful person and all. Nope. Like, like I think success is relative. Like I think it's like like we get back to the eye of the beholder, right? Eliza, your story. Right now, you might, you you know, in your head, you like, I'm not, you know, where I want to be. But somebody looking up to you is like, yo, like, that's where I want to be at. Like, I want to be there. I want to graduate from um, Howard mm-hmm. yeah. in, in Fort Valley. You know, I want to go to Silicon Valley. You know what I'm saying? Like, how I want to surf. How many people you said? Yeah, right. I wanna, <laughs> how many people you said? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. How many people you said was in your, um, like, during that during that period? Like, as far as, like, um, black people, like. Oh, in Silicon Valley? Yeah. 
think three of us. Right. Three out of how many? Like 20, 20. Right. But like you're, but you're, but you're up there with the elites. Yeah. Like how many, like what about yeah. that one black kid? It's like, damn, I want to be like that. How did you get there? How did you yeah. get that opportunity? Like, so I, I think going back, like I said, to mentorship is a big thing. And also just like dropping the fucking ego, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, just drop it. Hey, yeah. somebody wants to know how to do something, bro. Like, give give your time, bro. Like, pour back into your community. Kill the ego. It's craziness. Like, I'm gonna say something. Y'all yeah, ain't know this, but I'm actually Eagle Scout. Oh, wow. right? Yeah. Okay. yeah. And um, I'm, you know, like already the the percentage to be an Eagle Scout is very low. Like it's just in general the Boy Scouts of American Association. But as a black man being an Eagle Scout, it's I mean, it's like like two percent. Like not even think that, bro. I think it's like one percent. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I had no idea. Yeah. I was in Boy Scouts for a short period. Right. Right. So, but like the thing, the thing I think about it all the time is that like I look at my father, like you know, when we talk about like generations, like you know, like what is the Gen Z? What is the Gen Z? What the baby boomers, baby right? Boomers, yeah. Before mm-hmm. us, but before, Gen X. No, no, Gen X. Gen X is our parents. Yeah, Gen yeah. X. Right. So Gen X. Right. Like I saw that my dad. Like one of the reasons I'm very big on mentorship because I saw my dad do it. I mean, my dad would you know work his jobs, you know. 10 hours a day, whatever, whatever, but still make time for that one weekend, you know, one day out of the week to mentor a troop full of nothing but black kids. That all the black kids that I came up with, so you're talking about 12 of us, all are Eagle Scouts. Wow. All because my dad decided to take time out of his day. Now, granted, you know, my dad, I mean, he's successful in his right, you know what I'm saying, software engineer, doing his thing and everything like that, but, you know, he said, you know, I'm going to take my time in order to change the lives of these black boys so they can be successful and get put in the percentage just so they can have something on their resume that other people don't have. And I'm going to give my time. You're talking, you're talking from what? From what? Cub Scouts to Boy Scouts? You're talking 14 years? So imagine four, like imagine that dedication of 14 years, one week out the month, two weeks out the summer, you know, mentoring young black kids that most of them didn't have their fathers with them. You know, like in the, in the family household. So he was the father figure. Yeah. Like just that, Alone, that little thing made a difference. Everybody that was in my troop, or like in my at MIT, you know what I'm saying? Like um, in music, like in industries, like doing things, all because of like that one day my dad instilled them. So that's why I said like mentorship is a very big thing, and we have to do that as a as a society of people, as a as a race of people to feed back into our people, so we can build better leaders moving forward. Because at the end of the day, and about what's going on right now, it's about what we're trying to build into the future. Like. Hey, like at the end of the day, we're gonna be old, bro. You know what I'm saying? We, we want the the young niggas to take care of us, right? It's like we take care of them, our, our parents. Right, right, right. So I'm gonna get off of my spiel about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all right. So on that note, where do you feel Black millennials' power and influence can be exercised to manifest a more promising future? Right. Where do you feel black millennials power and influence as we collectively have it can be exercised to manifest a more promising future for all of us? What you think, Marlo? I wanted my tangent early. No, go ahead. I, I, I don't really got no tangent. I, I mean, basically, 
I feel like with that, it just goes back again to the to the to the black dollar, bro. You know, like I yes, said, sir. I'm a numbers guy, bro. So I feel you like, are. as they say, money money rules the world, positive or negative, no matter how you how you view or see it. But I feel like yeah, it starts with the black dollar, bro. So like Jalen said, I I heard me over doing the calculations. If the black dollar worth is you say 1.3 trillion, yeah, 1.2 trillion. Right, and it's how many uh, black Americans in America? About 46.9 million. 46.9 million. You already see the math. Okay. There's Does that mean every single black person, family. Not, and then you got to exclude the ones who are incarcerated, who are unable to contribute a dollar, but they're using their bodies. Right. Incarcerated, a, their bodies. Technically speaking, bro, every family... I'm just going to just break it down to a smaller number of just every family name or every single household itself in the, of being a black American can be millionaires right now. We, if, we, if we truly like learn, learn the money, learn the money game at the end of the day. Yeah. Wow. Just think about it. He said 1.3 trillion and there's only 48 point... Eight million of us. Yeah. 46.9. 46.9 million. <laughs> if you just divide that into right. 1.3, why is it why are we struggling, bro? Why do you think Black Wall Street was burned down to the ground? I get it. So that that's that's what I'm saying. So within that, it just start with it start with the funds, bro. We gotta get the money together and we need a black Wall Street in every major city. We gotta get our minds together. Right, right. Yeah. Right? What's what's one of the things that like like for me right like remember we talked about this the other day right I said one of the worst things I feel like that happened in the black community was the end of segregation. For sure. And when I say segregation, I'm not talking about in the sense of like like from a humane standpoint, right? I'm talking about from a mindset standpoint that hey, you know we're in black communities spending the black dollar in black businesses mm-hmm. and the money's just flowing in our community and it's all coming back, right? Mm-hmm. But but what 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 happened, bro? Like. We we we've been conditioned. Goes back to the slavery thing yeah. Jay was talking about, right? Mm-hmm. To mm-hmm. damn, I want to drink out that white water fountain. I want to go live with the white, you know, in, in the white neighborhoods and stuff like that. What like what happens, bro? We get rich, bro. Where we go? We ain't staying in the south. We ain't staying on the south side. We ain't staying on the east side, bro. We, where we going, bro? We going to Alpharetta? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we signed a Buckhead. We get you know we get a nice condo in Buckhead, bro. We not we not we're not putting that that. Energy, that money, the resources back in our own community. All, right. All we're doing is feeding other other people's pockets, right? All right. Because we've been conditioned right. to want something else that we that we feel like we don't have. But all had. along, we've had it, and it's actually been stronger. What, like, what do you see when you see fashion? When you see music? When you see hell, even inventions? I see black. The, what, what do y'all see? Yeah. What do, you, what do you see with the Kardashians braiding their hairs, right? You know, wearing a certain fashion, right? I see black. Or being with us. Right. I see black. Conceiving our children. Like, come on, man. We powerful, bro. We kings and queens for a reason. Yeah. And we got to get back to that mentality, like you said earlier. Yeah. Of we dominant that dominant mentality. We got to get back to that, man. Got to get to it. <laughs> no, it's so much going through my right, mind right, right now. Right, and, and I, you know, I, I, I say this right. 
He was like, <laughs> it was like, <laughs> right? The root word of mental is men. Ooh. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and going back to our minds, right? We're supposed to, we as men, as black men, being millennials, we're supposed to create a certain space, a certain environment where, where, where we, we are able to operate, control, rule, and flow where we can empower ourselves and the people around us. And that, I mean, just everything, just, I mean, everything we saying, like, it's, you know, it's just, it's, right. that's, and that's, then, that's they all play off each other. And then I think the, the singular, the singular, like, most important factor aside from just money, you gotta really, really, really learn to love and appreciate one another. That's it. Mm-hmm. And to not take what we've done as a community for granted and not underestimate how much we make this shit shake in this country. That's the problem. Yeah. We don't love and appreciate ourselves enough. Yes, I'm. Yes, you can have all of the award shows. We can have all of the moments in which we are praising all of our entertainers and contributors and our billionaires. But I'm talking about us genuinely being courageous and fearless and unconditional and betting on us. Nice. I bet black. Isn't it crazy, bro? Like, just, just on some, like, side note shit, right? Isn't it crazy that when a black man's successful, he had to be an Illuminati? Right? Like, like, like y'all, do y'all remember, like, the Jay-Z's and the Kanye West, bro, when they was just talking so, like, oh, this so, this so, the devil. That's the only reason that these niggas is successful. Isn't that crazy that we, that we even say shit like that as a community of people? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't because he worked his ass off, you know what I'm saying? Put the work in. Got the mentorship, you know. Went to the, you know, did 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 the groundwork. It's, it's crazy because so to so, so. like you got to sell yourself to the devil. But, but that's, that's, that's why it's successful. But it's given to them. But right to your point, yeah. Porter. They was giving us the blueprint because they kept telling us their story. They kept telling us, "Yo, I came from this. I came from this community. I grew up in this. I had to do this in order to do this. I had to double down and bet on myself to do this, Dude. and I got here." People never want to hear the work. Oh, he's crazy. People never want to hear, hear the people who have made it in process. Yes. Because it's not the fairy. It, it, yes, it has a fairy tale ending, mm-hmm. but it's not stars and stripes the entire time leading to the billions. It's bumps and bruises. There's bumps and bruises, homelessness. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Ramen folks being dinners. without, yeah, people being malnourished, folks having to sleep on other people's couches. It's a lot. It was a lot of sacrifice having to sell drugs. All those, all those, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Those valleys they were in, they were telling you. They tell you in the song. They tell you in the interviews. But you don't listen because you don't want to sit back and accept the fact that, oh, shit, you got accountability in your life, too. <laughs> that if you want to make it, you actually have to do some work, too. You got to put the work in. And, oh, if you want to make it, you have to bet on yourself and be so blindly confident in yourself that it will manifest because you've seen it. And you don't need an audience. You need social media to prove that. Oh, he's too cocky. Are you, is, is that not, are you cocky or so are you sure yourself? So it's easy for folks to say Illuminati. Arrogant. Right. People, it's easy for people to say Illuminati. Oprah did it. Mariah Carey. I'm like, right. yo, man, these people were just, people just wanted it more than you. Right. They wanted it more than you and like, they got there. Like, why do, why, like, why, why do black women who are successful 
had to get it from the white man. Why, why they had to, oh yeah, she, you know, he, or being bad. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Oh, he had a, she had to fuck him for that. Like, what? Mm. Huh? She didn't work her ass off? Huh? <laughs> like, it, but, but, but it's from our own people because we are yeah. bred it to think that way yeah. that we can't obtain that success from just putting the work in. What's the difference between a successful person and a, a regular ass person? Consistency. Consistency. That's it. Being consistent. Doing the same shit. Well, I ain't gonna say doing the same shit expecting to, you know, different results type shit, but like, that's, that's something different. But, um, I'm just saying like, it's just, it's just being consistent, bro. Like, okay, I didn't give up. I, I, I kept going. You quit. That's cool for me. Yeah. I kept going. That's it. How'd you get, how, how you get that chest of yours, bro? <laughs> how you doing, brother? To the chest. How you get the chest of yours, brother? <laughs> you you stayed in the gym consistently, right? Yeah. That's it. Hey man, shout out to Jalen Shepard. Hey, right. And so, <laughs> and, and, and on that on that note, you know, closing out. When you when you when you think about your ancestors, <laughs> you think about where we came from, pre-slavery, during slavery, post-slavery, and where we are now as Black millennials. Can you say that the ancestors are proud? Would you say that the ancestors are proud of where you are? I'm talking about like, like my like you, daddy, my yeah, yeah, yeah. Your your oh, lineage, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Would you yeah, would you sure. would you say would you say that the ancestors they you know in the heavens and so forth they looking at you doing what you do? Would you say that they're proud? Can you? Can you? Yeah, I would say. I, they're proud. I mean, I would say yes. You know, yeah. but like. The rules change, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like the, the like the the standards change. Like I feel like that's in a sense a problem within like the older generation. Like look, like we were talking about um the last episode, right? Like college, like you gotta you gotta be successful, you gotta go right. college, right? Why is that? You know, just a, just a real quick breakdown, right? So my grandmother, right, when she was coming up, it's all about what saving money, right? Save, 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 right? Cool. When my dad was coming up. It was like go to college, get a good job, get a good retirement, right? What are, what are our standards? Um, make your money work for you. Um, less 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 time at work, more time with your family. Yeah, buy your time back. Buy your time back. So it's just like, yeah, our, like for example, my dad will be proud of me already being eleven years into my career. But am I am I happy? No. Is that is that success for me? No, it's not. So you know, I, I yeah, our, yes, our, my ancestors are proud of me where I'm at right now because during that time that they couldn't imagine something like this. They couldn't imagine four brothers sitting here educated, talking, you know, about real shit, right? You know, back in the, back in their day, they couldn't do that, or they it was it was like a it was a rarity to have you know education, you know, being in college and you know graduating from college and doing that type of that's that's rare. Yeah. <laughs> you said it, man. Our ancestors are proud of us. But I also feel like our ancestors are exactly how you were feeling when you approached Dr. Claude Anderson. I think our ancestors from the heavens are like, come on now, come on. Right. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Yes. Come on. Like you know, what I'm like, like come on. Yeah. You got it. You got it. Just, just make this, this, make this move now. I can't give you the. I can't give you the gym. I'm gonna give you messages, but you have to be open. You have to be in tune. Your chakras have to be aligned. Back to body, mind, and spirit. Mm-hmm. Betting on yourself is more than just betting and purchasing other black businesses. Mm-hmm. We're talking about you too. We talking about betting on yourself yeah. and betting on your people. Yeah. 
It's about knowing that you got your ancestors there pushing you and guiding you along. So whatever feelings you feel when you feel conflicted at work and you say, fuck that 20 year retirement plan, that's your ancestors. Yeah. Whenever you say, you know what, I'm going to double down on myself and do my own business, hair care line, whatever, whatever, whatever. Your ancestors told you that. Mm-hmm. It didn't come out of nowhere. You got to follow that God's intuition. Mm-hmm. And please stop, stop, please stop, stop questioning it. And then trying to transfix it into some form of daydream instead of it being something that is reality. That yes, you this is summoned organically for you to acknowledge that you have to make a different choice leading into the space and path that your ancestors have waiting for you. But you have to channel that. And you're going to have to do it by yourself. Not anyone is going to understand your power, your purpose, and your position in this life, but you. And that's the point. That is the point. And when everyone does that collectively, and oh, by the way, we're black, and oh, by the way, we have power, oh, by the way, we can supplant this oppressive system. Oh, man. Absolutely. So that's that's we that's what we'll be at. That's where we'll be at. And 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 as always, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence, therefore, is not an act but a habit. Aristotle. And and on that note, gentlemen, let's continue to strive. Uh, us as men, us as black men, us as black millennials, we will continue to strive, push, and press forward for a better generation, a better tomorrow. Cause we too will have our go hunts. Hey. <laughs> Yo. Yo. Uh, that, crazy. that was a great that was a great comparison, bro. That was, that Yo, was like, so, that like was when good, you started bro. with that shit, bro, I was like, where is this nigga going? <laughs> I was like, oh shit. I said, damn, the father sacrificed himself for the son. So he can be better. Yeah. When you said that, I was just really like the whole cell fight in my head, bro. I'm like, damn, that's crazy. Is that you think that's the best soccer? That was dope. That was dope. Between that and Freeza Saga. Freeza Saga was crazy, bro. I just like the graphics better on sales side. I get it. Yeah. Even though the blue side was pretty straight, though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yo, yo, honestly, on the table, boo? man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine is blue. Honestly, on the table. Survivor's Remorse. Survivor's Remorse? That's up next. That's next. That's crazy, man. So that's, so that's the point of Survivor's Remorse. It's like, okay, once you fulfilled your ancestors' dream, now what? Yeah. Survivor's remorse is like, here comes the envy. Here comes the Illuminati. Oh. <laughs> the hate.